this week's episode is brought to you again by our lovely friends over at Patchwork Seattle, the best synth shop in all the land, uh, one of my favorite places to go. They even have some copies of Podmod and Friends on vinyl, if you're around there and want to pick one of those up. Um, but yeah, they've got all sorts of stuff from Eurorack to desktop synths to groove boxes to samplers to, uh, you know, studio monitors, every kind of cable you could ever want. And uh, if you're not in the, in the Northwest, don't fret. You can always go to patchworks.com. That's P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com for all of your synthesizer needs. Also, big thanks to Afterlater Audio for their support of Podular Modcast. You can check them out over at afterlateraudio.com. Uh, would love it if you checked out their YouTube page as well. I've been hard at work on doing uh, module walkthroughs and introductions over there. Got some got some uh, ornament and crime basics videos out and working on more in-depth ornament and crime videos. Uh, there's, uh, But yeah, check out the carve module, the SHTH or sample and hold trigger hold. That's a 2HP sample and hold and trigger and hold. And uh, they're just so incredibly powerful machines for how small they are. Did I say trigger and hold? I meant track and hold. Sample and hold and track and hold. Jeez. Oh, what else do we got over there? I mean, the dirty laundry is is a fantastic, crazy, let's just call it a sound mangler. Um, but yeah, afterlateraudio.com. Thank you so much for your support. Hello and welcome back to Podular Modcast. My name is Tim Held, and this week we have Augustus and Jacqueline from the Galaxy Electric on the show. And we're going to talk about what it's like to be in a band with someone for the same amount of time that you've been dating or married to them. Um, <laughs> no, we have a look. Well, we do actually talk about that. Um, well, we talk about a bunch of other stuff. It's a great conversation, um, and I'm very excited to bring it to you this week. I'm going to keep this week's intro uh, short because uh, I'm not feeling all that well. And I feel like they've gone long recently. But um, just really quick, before we get into the episode, thank you to everybody who supports me on Patreon. If you would like to help keep the LEDs blinking over here at PodMod, uh, go to patreon.com forward slash Podular Modcast. Um, what would be some cool stuff that you would want to see as as a as a, a reward or a, or a, a bone a tier to to join up for that? I was thinking about maybe sharing some morphogene reels or building sample packs. I don't know. What would what would you like from me? Um, yeah. Once again, Patreon.com forward slash Podular Modcast. While I'm talking about Podular Modcast on the show. That is called Podular Modcast. There's also a vinyl called Podular Modcast. And this track that you hear below me is from that. It's from our friend Space Racer. Um, and I believe there's less than 10. At the time of me recording this, they might be gone, but there might be 10, I think, vinyl left um, at mysterycircles.bandcamp.com. All proceeds go to Mary's Place, a foundation in the Northwest dedicated to helping women and children and families find their way out of houselessness. So if you would like to get some cool music and support a great cause, head over to mysterycircles.bandcamp.com. 
um, also, I got a new module. I got that constellation from Acid Rain Technology. Um, and holy, holy moly, holy bejesus. This thing is really, really cool. And we're going to have Acid Rain on not in the not-too-distant future to talk all about this. But um, for the time being, you should go check out some of the videos. The Red, Re Red Means Recording video is very, very cool. But this is a very, uh, very... It's, 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 I feel like it's the gate sequencer that was designed for me. But yeah, we'll, we will talk more about that when we have Acid Rain on, and um, I'll probably be messing around with it here and there in, the, in some future, future intros for the podcast. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to let you know that that is out. Um, yeah, I think that's about all I got for you this week. Let's get into our chat with the Galaxy Electric. we're here what if i just like totally changed my personality was and was super like all right so uh, you guys are married huh <laughs> <laughs> um all right oh, oh, jokes. i was Please expecting keep it that. in keep it in <laughs> Please do yeah. uh jacqueline and augustus the galaxy electric welcome to podular modcast i appreciate uh your patience with the booking process who oh i was emailing, emailing with i'm very sorry that was uh can I just tell you though how bad I, I have a calendar and I'm fit, I have an analog calendar. I think you guys will appreciate this because you're really into you know the the retro gear. So I got a retro calendar, but uh, I thought I was going to this comedy show last weekend that I bought tickets for me and my buddy. He thought that I bought tickets for our wives and us so there was a huge confusion and then my friends were playing a show in Seattle that I really wanted to go to. Turns out that the comedy show wasn't last weekend. It's actually on the 22nd, which is the day that I also bought tickets to go see Car Seat Headrest. Um, so it, it was just like, I found all this out in a span of about three minutes and my, my friend and my wife were with me and they were both just like, what is, what is your problem? Like your brain is melting. So you guys were part of that storm and I'm, I'm very sorry. <laughs> We got caught in the storm, but we brought our own energy to mm -hmm. that experience as well. Cause I was doing a similar like cross calendar check and I was so proud of myself. I was like, I found the perfect day and time that works <laughs> sending the email done off my plate. Right. And then five seconds later, it was like, I got all of that wrong. And, <laughs> and then there was like that ricochet of everything that happened. To be, to be honest, I am so glad you did because had you not, I feel like if there's a duel, like if we both kind of screw something up in a similar way, I can feel less dumb about it or bad about it or whatever. It's like, okay, we're kind of like, we're kind of on, on the level here. So absolutely. We, um, no, but exactly yeah. what you mean. We're all screwing this up together here, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. I think it, it also like uncovered things that needed to be uncovered about our schedules too. Yeah. It was For, like oh, no. part of it. I actually wonder. Yeah. But this isn't scheduler modcast. <laughs> I know. Sorry. So. Long intro to say, thank you for having us. I'm glad it worked out. We got the timing just, and everything. Just the thought of like our name being tossed around in the tumult of that situation, you know, would make, just the idea of that makes me happy. <laughs> it's the little things. Um, so I, I don't know where to start with you guys, but I think something that I, I, I really like about this show, having this show is uh we're all on our instagrams or facebook groups and different you know we, we we kind of know 
we all know a lot of a lot of people within this scene right but it's kind of we know a little about a lot like we see people off doing their thing i've i've chatted with you guys during the quarantine i was trying to do like a live stream thing i think we chatted for a while i know we chatted for a while i don't know why i said i think um but you know i, I see things popping up and at a certain point when i have enough questions rather than like try to like look at your stuff and figure it out i'm like i'm gonna have them on the show so because I, I just i need to i need to because i'll be drawn i'll be doing the the yarn the, the red yarn with the tacks and trying to connect dots and stuff so let's just do that right now um oh cool you know, we're totally band. tracking with you on that yeah yeah so, band for a while right or a duo for a while yeah like uh you seemed eager to answer that so i don't want to step on you uh since 2009 i think oh nine okay cool maybe even before that yeah no wait before that even like 2007 so we like met and we got married and we started a band okay so that happened really <laughs> yeah. really fast i want to get that story can we just start from the beginning of that story <laughs> sure. yeah Where sure and when and how we do bands in this family. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's really weird to be like, oh, you've been a band a while. It's like, yeah, pretty much like the fabric of my being is being in this relationship and having a musical project together. Like, mm -hmm. cause it's been so long now. It's like, yeah. the lines are very you can't blurry. untangle it. Yeah. But yeah. So, uh, our story begins in Washington, DC. Oh. Um, <laughs> I was going to college and he was just living there kind of in a, you know that post-college like float stage yeah. of life i'm really interested what you're gonna say <laughs> that's what, that's where i met him and he met me when i was in like my junior year of like i had senioritis already and was like i want to take over the world like let's go and he was like the world is a dark and lonely you make it seem like i had like a van by like children's <laughs> playground you know like just cruising around I'm with my mustache make, i do have a mustache this, i'm trying to make this meat cute as weird as possible gus is on the brow <laughs> i have a name i, I, I know Gus. No. Is <laughs> so basically it's all music it all comes back to music so mm. i was in college for music so i was out there doing music and he was out there doing music because he was trying to meet people and like the open mic scene in 2005 in dc was like piping hot mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was actually yeah. like <laughs> so many of my friends that i still have from that experience it was the era it was like a singer songwriter there was no facebook era. there was no nothing it was just like yeah. go to a thing you got a flyer for and see if you'll meet people can I, I mean, I know, I don't, I hate, it doesn't really matter, but now I'm just curious and I won't be able to stop thinking about it. I'm guessing just by, if you were in college, junior year, 2005, I'm guessing we were around the same age. Ooh, um, yes. I graduated high school in 2002. Three, but I graduated college a year early. So we probably okay. skipped it. Okay, cool. Cause I right, met so I, I, I'm kind of there with you guys in the headspace. I'm doing totally at this point, I'm doing open mics at the pizza place in Ellensburg, yes. Washington. And let me tell you, that was not a hot, uh, open <laughs> mic scene. People did not like my bright eyes acoustic covers. Oh, <laughs> you would have fit in so well with our yeah, crew. I was two 2005. I think. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, this is go on. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. We're definitely swimming in the same like timeline for sure. Yeah, so that was kind of the energy of like, um, you know, we're just doing our thing, like going out in public and stuff. 
Yeah, what, I don't even what, know. So what you know, the 2007 thing? I was just going to say that. I was like, do I want to admit this? Is this one of those off-limits questions? Okay, I mean, yes, I just said I was doing Bright Eyes acoustic covers. That's the first <laughs> time I mentioned that on the show. I mean, not sure if I it's love that we got that out of you. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> That's what we inspired. Well, we were doing very similar things. Like, I was pretty sure, like, the Vanessa Carlton track was for me, mm-hmm. you know? I had all the electrons that are worth like five thousand a piece now. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that I'm guessing you don't have anymore. That I don't have anymore, and did not uh-huh. sell them for five thousand a piece. No. Right. Yeah. No. No. That was a moment for sure. Looks like you did okay gear wise. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I definitely. I'm sure I traded up somehow. It's all a journey. <laughs> so you were yeah, doing electronic stuff then. He, yeah. He's I been was this still. Yeah. Much the same. Yeah. I was since like the late '90s. Yeah. Okay. For me. I'm a little older than you guys. Okay. Um, you don't look it. The years have been kind. Oh. I don't know. I don't know how much older, so I don't know how kind it's been. He's ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Yeah. Wow. This hat does wonders for youthfulness, <laughs> doesn't it? Oh, that's so funny. I know. Sometimes it feels like we're that much apart, though. Like we have just a slight variation in generational experiences. Like just, mm-hmm. and sometimes it feels like miles. Then it makes us sort of feel like a superhero when we combine <laughs> our powers and we have like the best of a few yeah. decent generations. He just had that beautiful moment in like the mid to late nineties where like there was no clear channel and like every band was getting a record deal. So like, yeah, yeah. That I didn't get to really have that quite because he was in like high school and going to part, you know, like out experiencing it. I was like, you know, just a little younger than that. Anyway, we talk about age and generation, like way too much. Well, I have that with my, my wife, she's only technically like a year and three quarters or older than me but there is something about like because i was born in 84 so those extra that extra almost two years actually gives her memory a whole bunch of like early 80s stuff Mm -hmm. that i just didn't it was around when i was around but I didn't digest it. Exactly. I'm like so 84. That was a good year. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> she in- introduced me to Emmett Otter. Um, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. If you're not aware, Wait, you should wow. be aware. Yeah, I know that. It's, I know uh, that. Yeah, it's a Jim Henson joint, and it's mm. amazing. Mm. Yeah, I'm all, wrote all the music. I'm all over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this has never come up before that. It I hasn't know. come up. So that's a good one. I Next guess this Christmas stuff all makes sense because, like, our whole deal is, like, pretty drenched in nostalgia so this conversation is making a lot of sense that's so funny i just i'm totally gonna name drop right now but it's pertinent to the conversation i was just talking to tony rolando yesterday um for the 200th episode of this show um and we talked a lot about mr make noise yeah so I think you'll be the episode after. So this will be, it's, it's, it's timely to, to be talking about nostalgia on the show. Oh my gosh. It's just seeping. So Vanessa Carlton meets, <laughs> l- let's see, what, like Boards of Canada, or are we doing more like Daft Punk, or are we, oh God, I love where are we at? Where are you at at that point? So like he was doing like um, acoustic originals at the open mic experience. But then when we were like, you know, connecting on, on music. He was like, Oh no, I'm an electronic producer. Like I have a studio. See, electronic music producers back then, but I was to like, play that, acoustic what? guitar to like get a date. <laughs> right, right. Like that was my, like getting a date instrument. Well, you weren't DJing anymore. So you were more like, like I'm going to make music. You come to my, you know, house and it's just like this electronic studio, but like, you know, to the world, I was like, you know, by day I was a singer songwriter. Like okay. Okay. Right on. <laughs> it's definitely the times for sure. There was nowhere for you to do anything like that. 
So yeah, yeah that was yeah. sort of uh, the, the little origins there. So did the dating or the collaboration musically start first or at the same time? Ooh, the chicken egg. It's a very chicken egg because we met at open mics. So we were already aware of each other as musicians. Mm-hmm. And, and like talents. that was already part of what we were doing and like interacting with each other. And yeah, like a lot of it was like, oh, we're attracted to each other's right. musical taste mm-hmm. or expression. I would say probably expression. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think you just asked me out for dinner. And you were like, this is a date. And it was very fancy. And I was like, I see you guys at your first date, your first dinner date with like a pen and pad and being like, no, I don't think we should go to the bridge yet. (laughs) Honestly, it was like, (laughs) you're right. Like it was pretty fast because we were, we were very resistant to it as well. Like I said, I was like, I'm on a path. I'm doing this. Like I still had bright eyes and like thinking, you know, Mm -hmm. this is this is what I like paid good money for this college experience. And it's going to take me to my career. And like, Mm -hmm. I have to be really focused on that. So I don't know what you're doing, but like, that's not, that's your thing, you know? Mm -hmm. But then of course, as we're spending every second together, then, Oh no, now we're like writing songs. We're like, Oh, well, how'd that happen? Yeah. And of course then it's just like, we gave in pretty yeah. quickly <laughs> once, once again i feel like you make it seem like i'm like the traveling circus coming through like playing like a little you know right. like i want to like hear your okay. booth, like, <laughs> give us your elevator pitch on on the, the, the story we just were told by oh Jack my god let's hear, your, let's hear your your version um well <laughs> i was in my van yeah, no, yeah I was in my van stalking the American University where she was going <laughs> to school and I <laughs> got my first glimpse of Jacqueline. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not far off, right? No. Um, we, mm. we met through... We were actually set up by someone, actually. Okay. That's, so we met through a friend that I met at an open mic because okay. like, I was living in the Northern Virginia area having moved there from Atlanta um, after doing like a little like post-school work, what the hell am I doing mm-hmm. thing. And so I just moved where my parents happened to move at that point, which was Northern Virginia. And so, you know, and you were like, I'm going to go to DC 24 seven, you know, a person in their very early twenties, you know, like moving to a new area, that's not an easy thing to do. Like it's not easy to meet people when you're not in school and stuff. And so I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm going to get like three jobs, which I did, you know, like waiting tables and, you know, doing all kinds of, uh, odd work. And I'm going to go and, you know, I was very social. Like I went to open mics and like, Mm -hmm. you know, just wherever there was music happening, I was like, I should be there because, you know, how else am I going to meet people that I like and met these people that eventually introduced me to Jacqueline at a party that they sort of set up for us meeting each other. Oh, wow. That's Um, fun. That's the truth. I forgot about that part. We met at a party that was set up for us to meet, but we knew your mutual friends were like, let's throw this faux party. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, were they in your wedding party? Uh, they, oh God. Oh, I shouldn't have asked about them at the wedding. No, it's so funny that (laughs) you said that because they were at our wedding. They were part of our story. We had this, like, we called it, I think like our shadow, like crew of like the people we really wanted to be in our wedding, but our parents were like, this is going to be an extravagant wedding that you don't like. And you have to have cousin, everybody as your party. So That's they actually get parents to pay for stuff. Oh my God. We were like, we're going to elope. And they were like, sorry, your wedding's next Thursday. You're getting it. And we're paying for it. And it's all this <laughs> crazy stuff you don't want. And I was like, ah, <laughs> so that's kind of how it went down. But they, these friends, these mutual friends, they were part of the, like all the pre-partying and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So like there was an incident. <laughs> 
I don't know, is it, it's been 15 years. I think I can laugh involving this group of people that were like kind of making things a little bit rowdy. Uh-huh. And, um, there was, oh, that's right. So the, the, the drinking, the glasses of wine were taken to a car outside so they could listen to techno music in this car, not to drive, but to like listen to it in the sound system. Somebody had a crazy car with a crazy sound system. So the crew went out with their glasses of wine to sit in the car and listen to tech. This is how like far gone we were. (laughs) And as one of them was getting out of the car, you know, it's like, which side of the car are you getting out of? And there was like a door slammed in a face of this girl holding her wine glass and it cut her face and she was totally fine, but just like, it's so dramatic. And it was the night before our wedding and like, they're very much in woven into the fabric of our story, like yes. beyond just like setting us up. So My that story gets st- told at like every yeah you know, get together. I'm tr- I'm trying to find. I've never done this before, but I'm trying to find a picture uh, on my Dropbox that I can send you of from our uh, wedding to show you how rowdy it got. But I can't find it. Oh my god, it'll yes. be too distracting. But it's basically my wife and I and the cop that. The, one of the cops that got well, called. you win. Us. You totally um, win. We have picture. Um, we just have a cut face and a party bus, but a cop, you win. I well, got it. So my trip. wife got. She was at a wedding, and they had sparklers, and um, I think I don't know how it happened, but somehow one of the sparkler sparks went down her dress, and like oh. she still has a scar on the top of. Her no head. way. Yeah. So I mean, wow. wedding injuries are a thing. Holy wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just sad. I'm stuck. Sorry. When in the recount of that story, like, I'm not, stuck on the fact that I'm like, not naming anyone. That's people sure. had to go outside to listen to techno music. That's, I'm sad that's what I'm that, saying. Like, Our whole wedding was like completely traditional and taken over. Party, by all the it was a party that you had to go outside and listen For to sure. music. For sure. I surely enjoy. That's what I mean. Like we're, we, <laughs> yeah, like we definitely get down like, and like, so our friends, we like we're allowed to invite some friends and of course they caused all the so it's i'm guess i'm just i mean i'm guessing you were young, uh, were you guys pretty young when you got married? oh yeah that's the other part of it it was like i was 19 20 when you got married oh wow cool that's I mean, and to be it's, like seriously like this is i think why i, wa- I wanted to ask I, I told you before we started i'm not going to ask personal questions and here i am asking i know that's i was like this marriage. is so funny that this your tender age about. is not looking great for my image still by the way <laughs> it's really got to know like how insane of a person i am and how like how, like i was already a 50 year old woman when i was 19 like i'm yeah. just well to be a, to be a, a married couple and a band mm-hmm. from, you know, for, are you guys, you guys doing like 15 years of as a band, 17 yeah, years? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And how many years married then? Same, like same. It's like pretty yeah, much the they're same. synonymous. Yeah. Yeah. We wrote our first song together, like before the rehearsal dinner of our wedding. So like, oh my God, that's amazing. You know, like that was pretty much the timeline. It was very tight. So I realized I like I I I feel like we could do that. We could talk for way long. I actually, this is a marriage podcast now. I know, okay. I know, <laughs> but I want to I want to get to the tape and the bukla and all this stuff, and we're already halfway through the time. So can we let's fast forward a little bit? And that's my yeah, my and like um, feel free to edit to your heart's delight about <laughs> our ramblings. I do very little editing, so okay, probably same. won't. But. You know, Same. just and, letting you know, like we are not precious about anything. Yeah, and okay, don't cool. down. <laughs> <laughs> no, no editing is the worst. So I imagine because you were young, um, and you know, as with with as with relationships, you grow together and you change together. You know, no matter what your age, um, 
so like you i imagine just like your kind of music your musical tastes probably started drifting towards each other as you influenced each other i mean buchla and tape music is a long ways from um from what did you say vanessa carlson or yeah vanessa carlton and i don't think we carlton. gave her name yet but I feel like we should have. That would have been well, funny. I could, I could briefly tell you like my Damon history Auburn, of electronic yeah. music. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wanted, yeah. Sort of Here we go. Segway. How that comes <laughs> yes. into the equation. But um, uh, for me, I was, um, you know, I, I grew up in the 90s and I graduated in the late 90s uh, high school. And around then, uh, electronic music had finally like started to like poke its way into MTV and like they had the MTV amp mm -hmm. yeah like that show that was on like late and i would actually show up uh, stay up late and like watch the show and you know so i was like into all these like artists mostly coming out of the uk mm -hmm. um you know that were making electronic music at that time you know everything from like that ambient and atmospheric like apex twin um you know all the way through like house stuff and under you know a bunch of underground stuff like you know i, I then became a dj you know like mm -hmm. instead of like you know continuing with um like playing in bands and stuff i was playing bass and my, my dad was a bass player so like i kind of grew up with it in the family um but instead of going that route i i started djing and like entering into this you know thing that my dad had no clue about and nobody in my family you know like grew up going to the club or anything, you know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> uh -huh. so I kind of like went off on my own, I guess, in a sense. And, um, you know, started Shock. buying records and then I wanted to know, of course, how the stuff was made and started reading articles in future music magazine, uh, out of the UK about, uh, you know, samplers and synths and stuff and like got a little setup and it's kind of just grown from there. I also, at the same time, got a uh, reason 1.0. Oh, nice. That program was like, you know, pretty much, uh, everything you need to make electronic music. And everybody yeah, was have... saying that. Sorry. Like the version one, did that have like that virtual patch bay where you were like mm -hmm. actually drawing yeah. cables? Like, yeah, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's so, I wonder, like, I feel like just that interface in itself had to have like had such a huge influence on so many people and like really dictated the direction that they went musically, um, especially if you ended up in modular. Absolutely. But yeah, you were learning yeah, a signal yeah. path in a, in a, like literally drawing pictures, you know, <laughs> like right there in front of you. It sort of gave you the experience. It was kind of like having, you know, how they have the modular grid. Mm -hmm. Well, you could kind of do that. Like, I guess I, I took reason as like, okay, well, here's the entire electronic music studio. And then I started adding my own bits in as hardware, you know, because like once you see like how it all works, then you start realizing, well, oh, it'd be great to have a virtual analog synth, mm -hmm. you know, that could then you know pair alongside with this you know what i mean so like i sort of learned you know about like what a, a midi studio was from you know kind of playing if you look at it from like a video game standpoint from playing reason mm -hmm. like <laughs> i learned about a studio <laughs> you know and so like there i you know i've always been into you know buying electronic instruments you know got on the into the electron stuff like pretty early on um that stuff pretty much like ruled the you know the mid 2000s uh or, or like 2005 2006 somewhere around there mm -hmm. and w um, okay so the yeah and then what was there what was like 
because you know obviously house and a lot of the stuff that was played on mtv as far as electronic music was you know like a lot of big beat stuff and when do you or is there an artist that kind of starts pulling you towards where you're going now i mean just listening to the 2016 record this morning and then you know the newer one i see you know there's there's a lot there's a big jump I feel like maybe did you guys get it really into broadcast for a while and that kind of realm of like electronic-y indie I feel so called out right now. (laughs) Well, it does. So that aspect does tie back into what we've been on. This feels like the entire podcast, uh which is our relationship story. We definitely talk a lot about how like on that first date that we were starting to mention earlier, we stopped into a CD store the cd warehouse mm-hmm. oh yeah i remember CD. which was like the coolest best mm-hmm. and they had like pretentious people working there right mm-hmm. like and we like I, for whatever reason he walked in he's like what's the coolest new thing you've got or something <laughs> like that and they just that happened the to, best way to find the coolest new i mean it was great just person <laughs> that's what they're for oh yeah 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 it was how i found tortoise <laughs> oh so. There you go. Exactly. Oh, okay. I love them as One well. Of my favorite band. In a similar way. Yeah. This record, this store that we're talking about, this location would have definitely recommended Tortoise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like surprised they didn't. It was kind of the other music of the. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were giving me those vibes for sure. I was like, am I allowed okay. to be in here? <laughs> um, but yeah, they 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 were like, oh, there's a new release on Warp, and it was broadcast tenor buttons, and so mm-hmm. we popped it into the car, drove you know, around on our first date and listen to it. So like that is also like such a big influence because of like that, you know, this like, what Oh, was the first thing that we discovered together. We are, yeah, yeah. we're here. We're both hearing this for the first time and that's like really rare. And it also is amazing. Well, I think, you know, like, I don't know, not to get too like wooey or, or cosmic about it, but like, I think <laughs> cosmic it, with us. Huh? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think at a young age, the age that you guys were at when you met each other, you know, like life hasn't totally like showed you how real it gets yet. I don't think, you know, for yeah. most of us and you, you've cut and you're in this like honeymoon phase, you both absolutely want to be musicians. And then you find this record. That's like a female male duo. Yeah. 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 A little bit of what both of you do. I mean, it, I mean, did it kind of feel like, Oh, whoa. It's like the universe is speaking to us in a way or something. Wow. You know, that's, I haven't really put it that specifically like that kind of cut and dry to myself before and just like chicken egg to the situation i think what it is is that like they're really and i don't think we've ever told anyone this but like upon the completion of listening to it in the car together for the first time we like had an extremely emotional reaction to it mm-hmm. in like a lot of different directions and it makes sense now when you say it that way because it was like it was so overwhelming in a positive way that like confused us. Yeah, we're like, wait, I mean, should we not make music or wait, did we just find this like gold mine of like inspiration and joy and community? Like we, it was just like, ah, it was, it was a lot. And it stayed well, with us all these listen, years. I mean, I know you like, if you're listening to like electronic and stuff up until then, I just feel like they're so singular. There's so few bands that, that, can access all the different areas that they do. Um, had you heard anything like that before? Or was this, I think that, you know, maybe some like 60s stuff that we had grown up hearing from our parents being kind of hippies or like some warpy stuff, maybe like stereo. I was surprised. But like that album, that album is like very, 
of its own. Like, I guess that, I wasn't as versed. Was Color like, Me In? No, it's not. That's the one. Uh, is it it's the Angela? one that they did as a no it's actually later than that and okay. it's like the first one they did as a duo that was like actually just like the demos that they were submitting to warp but then they decided to just release oh, it as cool. it is so it was like this it very, ended up becoming their first album very like kraut rock vibes to okay. it that was very different from what they had done before i got i got introduced to them from the sound are you talking about tender buttons i'm talking about tender buttons oh that's not what i was talking about what were so. you talking about <laughs> i was talking about their first album what, what about it <laughs> oh just that that was a series of demos oh that was yes yeah. but Sorry. i also read that the tender buttons was supposed to be like a full band produced album and they decided to just release it with the way they had originally right released. those were the demos that they ended up releasing as oh the God. actual music we're getting too deep in the lore yeah, now sorry sorry <laughs> i apologize so i think uh maybe you guys have a new uh uh i don't mean i don't want to like give you guys unsolicited pitches but maybe you have a new episode for your oh my god yes. topic for your <laughs> there you go your, uh, we clearly have a lot to say about it <laughs> Um, this is a good one. So I didn't. I don't mean to like when I say I say that like res, like respectfully. Oh no, like, I'm just I'm not totally like saying, like, you guys are you guys being sassy about it. No, no, I no, love I being sassy about it. Thank you for saying that. I thought it was I just funny. yeah. Well, I mean, I like my friend Zara. She's a really she works. Uh, she's part of Recovery Effects. Um, she's like a, she's a sing beautiful singer beautiful songwriter but she does she's really shy doesn't play a whole lot and she released this super super um like personal ep last year and i like texted her and said you sound like a mixture i forgot who the two people were, were like these people these two and then i realized like is that is that useful or information that people need to hear that your music reminded me of these other people so like i hate i don't i don't hate to do it because i just did it to you guys but no, we're here for know. it. It was just kind of like, I guess I was just more trying to find like a, a vibe to describe the two because you guys are not at all in that territory anymore. You, yeah, that's you're in your point. own territory <laughs> now. Um, yeah, and I and I, I'm, I'm interested in that progression. Mm. That's I nice to hear. Want to talk a bit about the. <laughs> Thank the, you for saying cosmic that. tape music and the podcast, and because mm -hmm. you guys have a thing. Like I said, I, I wanted to talk to you to understand the whole thing because cool. you have. You know, I think as artists, we can be world builders, but dare I say, you guys are galaxy builders. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Oh, wow. Yeah, that just happened in real time. I'm proud, I'm, I'm proud and ashamed of it. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. It's perfect. So that progression is part of, I don't know if you've picked up on the fact that we get kind of obsessive about things. When I we're have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but me too. <laughs> in my kitchen yeah. table right now, it's covered in paint because oh, now cool. I'm a painter all of a sudden. Oh my God. Not, I keep yeah. waiting for that phase to happen to me. It hasn't happened. I think it was going to happen, but I'm fully in and I'm... Oh, I'm how fun. I'm so happy for you. That sounds amazing. That does sound fun. So you get it. You totally get it. Totally. So yeah, I'd say like from the community that we found in being obsessed with broadcast mm -hmm. we found little rabbit holes to lots of other things mm -hmm. and then also have our own like experience that we brought to the table obviously but i'd say that that like journey really was about um the bukla music easel and getting deeper into like the origins of early electronic music because that honestly if you if you follow the trajectory if you like get into broadcast you get super into them 
find out their journey, you find out their influences, you're going to be taken right back to the 60s where the melting pot of avant pop and psychedelia and early electronic music happens. And if you take those threads, you'll find yourself at, you know, Stockhausen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. So that's kind of the journey we took. And at simultaneously, because, you know, Gus is already, as you know, an electronic musician with a synth problem. Uh, when they. I, I was, I mean, I thought I was too. I was super into drum machines and like since because that's all I could afford for the longest time but I didn't even know what a buclo was like I thought Moog was the only kind of modular mm. thing that existed and um, so like how do you are do you see like is it through this research and, and through conversations on forums and threads do you see the buclo music easel or do you see somebody play it and then like because it's such an intoxicating thing and it really grabs yeah, people so that's a great question the answer is yes yeah I mean it was it was literally that Charles Cohen video. Uh, I think it's Alex Tyson was the person that created it. Oh my God. Yeah. That, there was an era where everywhere we went, Gus played that on his phone for people. <laughs> that was sort of their original, like biggest promoter. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was also like, okay, Gus, not at this. <laughs> I discovered it. And I was just like, I am obsessed with this sound, you know, this particular sound, like the sound on that video, like it's a lot of bleepy bloopy, you know, as we know, there's a lot of spectrums that. Well, you had already got, had a Eurorack set up, so. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I definitely was like a pretty early adopter in, in the Eurorack scene, okay. you okay. know, like going back to like, you know, like maybe 2010. Yeah. Okay, so like that's like the heyday of like dope for make noise and harvest. Yeah, I had a lot of dope for modules. That was the setup, yeah. Analog solutions, I think. Was right. Mm -hmm. I had a few, and then I kind of realized that like this could be like an endless journey, and so <laughs> I think himself before he got. I did. I stopped myself before I got too much into like the idea of just acquiring every module that exists. Um, you know, not that. I've fully escaped that, but <laughs> I was going to say, it looks um, like you have a full, like a uh, mutable instrument system in the back corner. Is that right? Is that what I'm seeing? Like, uh, no, that's actually the Bukla. That's how, that's the scale. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah okay, if we had our other system, we could zoom in for you, but we're on the, okay. the regular camera. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's the my Bukla portable case there. 24. Okay. Huh. Yeah. I, I think I that like was the angle. Stuff. Like well, you the, can't see the key. It, the key it really, yeah, I can see the keyboard now. Now I feel like a fool, but it looks like stages <laughs> and and elements. And wow, they do look they do look similar. Well, that's the two ninety two. Does have that same stair step mm -hmm. thing, which you know who knows who came up with that first. Right. <laughs> uh, but um, there is actually so interestingly enough, he said that there are two uh, nineteen seventy nine modules. So if it was a trick question, mm. you would have uh, gotten the answer correct still. Oh, okay. You uh, have an eye for it. You're, you're definitely not. <laughs> seeing you see things. the stereo microsound processor and the. Uh, digital resonator which are okay. rings okay. basically and clouds um oh are those the the bukla size clones of them mm -hmm. yeah the so ones i was, was kind of yeah I'll exactly yeah yeah never okay. so there are a couple of them <laughs> and they're in heavy use too like, yeah, yeah i really oh, yeah i love stereo microsound processor clouds mm -hmm. you know the original clouds it's the same firmware as the original cloud same feature set it's kind of it's broken out like the super collider okay okay in your rack um and i really like that it's just got those few extra breakouts and a few extra mm -hmm. patch points um yeah i use it mainly as like a sampler like a real-time sampler 
Okay. okay. I know there's just so many ways you can use it and that's, yeah. that's how it gets employed. I've got three different versions. So I've got a typhoon, a monsoon and a U-burst. And mm. I'm so sad to say that I mostly use one of them at a time just for some like end of chain reverb, mostly mm-hmm. because I haven't found a way to use it. That isn't like, so this is clouds. You know, I feel like that's <laughs> yeah. one thing about clouds and rings and, a, a, you know, there's a, there's a handful of modules in the Euro rack world where if you're a Euro rack user and you hear it, you're like, I know what that is. And for some reason, I don't want to do that. And it's only because my inability to not make it sound so like itself, because people who know how to use those things that it's not like you can't just spot it. Like, like you could, if I was using it, like my first Euro rack album, it's like, okay, Tim got a rings. Like that would be an alternate title. <laughs> You know, so. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sure it's not quite that, but that is funny, and I'm laughing at the joke of it, not the reality. Yeah. No, I was saying that to my friend who's also a Eurorack user, and then he was like, "You know that 90% of the people that'll listen to this don't know what Eurorack is and don't know what Rings is, so and that sounds really good." So true. We we live in the bubble where we think that is what's totally. going on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Okay, sorry, I totally interrupted. So you you got you found this video, and that was kind of like after you're into your Iraq, you were like, I realize this is mm-hmm. this is uh, could be endless. Here's this kind of pretty finite system because it's not being produced really. Well, I didn't know anything about it. It was before that it had gotten re released. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're talking like this was two thousand. You know, maybe I think 11. eleven when I discovered the video. It was kind of unobtainium at that point. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no uh, hope or dream of ever owning one at that point. No, you just became obsessed. I just became yeah. obsessed with it. I was obsessed with the 208. Like I just. And you talked about it so much that it became like a Charlie Brown voice for me, and so that by the time that, <laughs> like, when it actually happened, you were like, "Did I make this happen?" Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Because I had like tuned out long ago. I'm so never I kind of going missed to admit the moment that, but of like, excitement. And then it arrived. I was into it before it happened. When you got it, I was like, wait, this is real? I like didn't believe it at first because I think you like said you were figuring out a way to get it or something and I was just like whatever it's just you know more gear oh, coming I, in and out I was you know? figuring out a way to get it that involved like maybe I'll come across one someday yeah, <laughs> no yeah. like when they when they announced it you were like oh, oh in the oh. mode I like yeah, lost yeah, yeah, you yeah, for yeah. a little while when they, when they announced <laughs> it I was like you know money I was like money what's money you know like <laughs> I'm gonna figure out this money thing you know like all those years of college and everything like but now I get it I'm Figure yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, funny Jack, that you say that about like him becoming obsessed with it and it becoming a Jack, uh, a, a Charlie Brown voice. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what happened to, you know, my, that's a, very similar to my wife's experience when I found Euro rack. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the primary reasons I started this podcast is because I couldn't stop talking about Euro rack. Yes. And I, if I wanted Hard to really. marry my fiance mm-hmm. at the time, I had to not you know, I have to, not that she said that, but I could see that you it was like, I need to, that. I need to divert this energy somewhere else because exactly. it's not useful here. So that's There's that. only so many hours in the day. You can talk to your partner about a thing you're into like that yeah. just goes for anything. Yeah. So if it's starting to bleed over, you have to start a podcast. That's just the rule. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so you eventually get one. Um, and this is all like, you know, during the, the time where you're making music. So just naturally your, your sound is just evolving over time. I'm assuming just because you're, you're growing together and oh, yeah. the book, the easel came into play when we had already done like the out, al- like the, the first 2016 album, like mm-hmm. we had done 
kind of like the demo process recording with the band like things were in place and in motion everything is light and sound for like the album. Yeah. Yeah. we were yeah. like we're gonna have this full band and this is the whole thing behind it and we're gonna do this it sounds and, great by the way oh, like thank the you production and everything it's like it's a very very well put together album that means a lot thank you so much that means we, a lot we definitely yeah. had some intentionality there with a vision which is fun yeah yeah it's, it's, it's clear you guys had a thing and you you executed a thing and it from from i'm guessing it kind of turned out the way you were hoping it uh, we were pretty happy with well, it the ESO was a very yeah, late addition. that's what i was gonna say yeah. you got that after we had already plotted this course and then you were like oh i'm going to dabble this in here it was all like, over dubs. this is yeah. all happening this like, is we had part already of recorded this. the entire album basically yeah, like the we songs recorded were it at the studio in. like the core drums bass you know mm -hmm. keys uh, we did all that live um, vibes, like all that was done live in the studio, and then um, and then we just did the overdubs, and you were like, "I'm overdubbing as much easel as I can get away with." Basically, I had just gotten it, so I was like, "I'm going to squeak this in uh -huh. wherever I can," you know, <laughs> you know. Hope I had to figure out ways of making it fit with the style. Yeah, we, we had a lot we of doing, fun with it, wasn't though, actually. I remember being up. like, "Oh, this is like taking us." really syncing us up with like um would help define our sound i think yeah, like without that. it it wouldn't have it would have been harder to communicate our influences it was one of those moments where i was like oh this is what's on all those 60s albums that they're like, like talking about like astrology okay. but there's like bleeps and bloops happening right, right, like right. i didn't quite have that part figured out and then he so was were like, you already oh. into like kind of the the the, the retro futurism or whatever you call of like the fifties and sixties, like because I know you guys are really into that aesthetic and like you were saying, like you're 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 doing a podcast which is kind of like a you're doing a history on people from this era and whatnot, while also sprinkling in uh, interviews with with current people. Um, so I think that's a that's pretty fun. Um, but like if you were you already into that before Buchla because if you were I imagine looking at the Buchla was like not only does it sound cool but it's the coolest looking thing I've ever seen in my life a thousand percent yes <laughs> you nailed it that was actually a huge part of it too it was just like how is this real it like looks and sounds and like mm -hmm. operates the way it, my dreams would be like, <laughs> like how please pardon the interruption but let me tell you about a wizard I know a magus? Magus? Is it magus or magus? Either way, Nathan Moody is a mastering engineer over at Obsidian Sound. I have had three projects mastered by Nathan, one of which has not been released yet, so I'm excited about that, but one of which you're hearing a piece of right now. That's right, the Mystery Circles Presents Podular Modcast and Friends album was mastered by Nathan Moody at Obsidian Sound. In fact, I believe the entire Mystery Circles catalog, or at least a an astronomical percentage of releases over there, mastered by Nathan Moody. And chances are, some of your favorite modular albums have been mastered by Nathan Moody at Obsidian Sound. Nathan has mastered thousands of songs and hundreds of albums for independent artists, labels, professional composers, and game studios. He's worked with such modular artists as Akil Adam, B-Boy Tech, Heinbach, Ivo Ivanov, Gerald Fjord, Todd Barton, Travarsi, R. Benny, um, yours truly, I just mentioned that. Nathan is a modular artist himself, I've seen him live, amazing, um, and focuses on preserving artistic intent above all else. He also offers mixed reviews for those needing a fresh objective set of ears. That, I think, is 
worth the price of admission alone right there. I've taken advantage of that. You know, as somebody who mixes my own stuff, you need some of that mix review because we're not all mixing engineers like, you know, like Hugo over there at Tiny Crush Mixing. Ah, shout out to Hugo. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're doing stuff yourself, it's really nice to have Nathan to take some time to listen to it and give you some pointers because you, you want to get it in the best shape possible before you send it over to him because, you know, you can only, well, I'm not going to use that old saying, but you probably know where I was going to go. So back to the task at hand, if you're looking for an experienced partner to help make your release leap out of the speakers, visit obsidiansound.net. If you mention that you heard about Nathan at PodMod, you'll get 10% off your first mastering project. Again, that's obsidiansound.net. I'm so glad, I feel like we, we have crossed this threshold or, or I don't know, I also live in like a kind of a weird bubble of just like, because I talk about stuff like this a couple times a week with people in long form, I, I don't take, I don't actually ingest a whole lot of modular stuff outside of like, okay, I know oh, yeah. the galaxy electric next week. I'm going to listen to their albums while I'm doing the dishes for the next four days. And like on repeat, I'll listen to a mo you know, like, yeah. Um, well, yeah, we would so do similar like, prep for ours when we're doing deep yeah. cuts. Yeah. Um, and I think for a while, no one wanted to admit that one of the reasons they got into Eurorack or Bukla is because it just fucking looks so cool. And I, I don't know. And I, I feel like I've had enough conversations with enough like really, really talented genius designers and interface is always such sometimes like one of the hardest things for them is because it needs like I feel like for for me to use a piece of musical gear it has to invite me it has to call me from across the room Tim come over here <laughs> you know? and mm -hmm. god the bukla is like the pinnacle of that for me like I don't have any bukla stuff but god I want an easel so bad mm. you know um, yeah I don't actually have an easel right now myself, and I kind of Jones. Yeah, this is the third to time again. today I've thought about how I miss the easel. Yeah, I mean, I had to sell it to, to build the bigger system that I have, mm -hmm. you know, so it was kind of a necessary means to that end. But, um, you know, I could see myself getting one again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, that's in my card at all times. <laughs> that's, I mean, I want to, like, you guys are in D.C. still? Or? Improvisational. No, no. We, we met in D.C., then we moved to L.A., and that's where we started, like, the Galaxy Electric experience. Um, and then moved back to D.C. and then moved to New York, and now we live in the Midwest because we wanted a house so we could have Where in the Midwest, if you don't mind <laughs> Oh, northern Indiana. Oh, okay. I, so I went to school in um, Kalamazoo, Michigan for grad school. Oh, yeah. We're just yeah. a few hours from there. Go to For Michigan. Sure. We go to Michigan all the time. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I liked there. it out there. Um, that was actually one of the first like real music scenes that I became mm. a part of, and I was in my late twenties uh, because I grew up in a town called Roslyn, Washington. My graduating class was eighty four. You know, so like there wasn't a music scene at all, unless it was just like the old dudes playing country. Mm -hmm. Like I was in metal bands and punk bands. I didn't discover like the music that sure really you know until way later. Um, totally. But uh, why did I ask that? I feel like. Oh, oh you're like, I'm are you sounding something? Sorry. I'm just Let me try to help you with over the place. <laughs> it's like I've clearly got it together. <laughs> well, the podcast hosts talking to podcast hosts. Yeah, I know. Happen. I did that to. Uh, I think I did that to David Soto, who was on one of your episodes. Mm -hmm. I think I did that to him on one of his talks, and I was like, God damn it, I just did the thing. But <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> speaking of. 
Okay, we are we're running low on time, and I just really want to I want to pack more stuff in because I have more questions. Um, I do have a guy coming to give me a roof estimate in Ooh, forty minutes, though. So, um, okay. you guys, this I think the way I found out about you, or the first time you came on my radar, was back when I back in the when I still had Facebook, and you had the the <laughs> Cosmic Tape Music Group. Oh yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. um, so that was just like a music group you guys formed to just kind of create a space for people to talk and share things about kind of all this, like the historical stuff that you were talking mm. about, right? Is that? Yeah, it's really evolved because it kind of started because like once we put our album out and like we were like existed in the internet world. Mm-hmm people started sending us like, Hey, this reminds me of this, or, Hey, have you heard this? Like, it was just kind of like, Oh, we should have a place to talk about this. Cause your Facebook page wasn't really like a thing. It's still not really a thing. Like you can't like have conversations on there that much. So creating groups was like kind of new. Discord didn't exist. And or that we knew of. <laughs> right. And then it just like, it really on. like, uh, like kind of became like took on a life of its own, if you will. And so the, the enthusiasm of, I would say it's like, it really starts to fit into this slice of like early British electronic music and its connection to early sci-fi. Like that kind of becomes like the main meat and potatoes of like what the most people are excited about that it, that it attracts, you know, mm -hmm. um, is what I've seen. So like your Delia Derbyshire fans, you know, um, you know, the EMS synthesizers, like that gets uh, people raving whenever that comes up. So like that sort of connection to, dare I say, broadcast mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, is also there. So like it just kept bringing us back around to this idea of like the BBC Radiophonic Workshop and like, wait, what's their deal really? Okay, let's watch some documentaries about it. Like, okay, now we're like digging and people are throwing all this information at us about things they want to talk about and things they're excited about. And there's all these threads to each other. So it just started becoming this thing where I was like, and now it's a podcast, but that didn't, that, that's been like three years of a process of like building a community and a conversation and then just sort of like, okay, everybody wants us to talk about this and we really love talking about it. And it does the same thing, right? Like we spend all month, like just absorbed in this one person's music and life story. And then we get to talk about it and then other people want to talk back at us about it. And it just like, it makes it so we don't necessarily have to like dig for what should we listen to today or where should we get inspiration from? Like, I have the same sort of thing. Yeah. Unending like font yeah. of, <laughs> of stuff that it's like, wow, there's, there's such a passion for the, these worlds that intersect of like the early electronic music and like maybe the movies and TV shows of your youth that had those weird sounds. Uh -huh. yeah. And then like the, the discovery you made as an adult to be like, what are those sounds made from? Mm -hmm. And it's like a full circle kind of thing that we're exploring. Well, magnetic tape, the introduction of it, I think was. Right. And then like, so if you take our journey of like, we like broadcast like all the way back to the things that it 
ties to, and then it ends up at magnetic tape, which is the heart of, you know, the story of the BBC Radiophonic Workshop mm -hmm. is because magnetic tape was invented. And so. I would say it's sort of like an unspoken thing that it's our, uh, in summary, our group is a place for people who think the Radiophonic Workshop are cool, maybe you heard of them, um, but they want to go beyond it. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like there's more well, nice to have the tape music story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's an archive. But it's like, mm -hmm. thanks to Doctor Who, there's like this large population of people who hear those sounds and go, what is that? Mm -hmm. And then we all end up having too many synths and like, that's yeah. <laughs> we're all looking up how to make a Krell patch and exactly. Yeah. yeah. There it is. Yeah. Well, so I think that's, and how long has, have you been doing the podcast? You've got what, like 10? Yeah, we right? have 10 episodes where we we were about to like launch the next one and then we started doing Twitch. And so like that has taken over our lives, mm -hmm. um, in a good way, but it's sort of like, Oh, oh okay. Now we, now we can back to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Twitch is our life. We right had now, to like, but... we had to like get that going and now that's, now that's our lives. So nice. Um, and is it bi-weekly or is it weekly or monthly? Oh, it's monthly it's actually. Monthly. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I said I wanted to do weekly, when I was telling all my friends I was starting a podcast, they were like, don't do it. No. <laughs> and I'm glad I did, to be honest. Mm. But I also like, I think about the month monthly thing. And I'm like, mm. if I put the amount of time I put into four, if I put that into one, this can make yeah. it a little more professional. But mm, I feel like there's trade-offs in the momentum though, because it's, it's it keeps you in it when you do it weekly. And for us, mm -hmm. like, I feel like when we had to take a break, it feels harder to like get going again. Totally. It was so good for the, um, the pandemic just to have a one-on-one -on -one novel conversations with new people weekly. Oh, that's I awesome. feel like, like that, like it really served me in that way in a, in a way that I never would have expected that, um, I'm very grateful for. Yeah. Damn. That's awesome. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But I mean, you've probably already like, raked in some of the boons of just you know talking to people like david soto and and then you know like getting having a reason to really do these deep dives on the people that you are super into like that's oh got to feel kind of like, whenever we're doing it like regularly we're always like holy shit this is so inspiring and helpful and like something i wouldn't do without the structure of this right like mm -hmm. the things that we learn when we go deep that's why we really like the idea because we were doing it weekly when it was just inside of that Facebook group, we were just going live every week with a different person we were talking about. And when we go monthly, it like gives us time to really marinate on all the, like mm -hmm. the, their growth as an artist and their journey and the music and the instruments. And like, then the more you talk about it in the group, the more people will like come out of the woodwork. Like we've had, you know, people who worked with those artists or people who are now their archivists. I was going to bring up I mean, yeah, the so, reach outs. All of the archivists of it, yeah. have reached out to us, almost every single oh, one. Have you, like, are you guys going to so, try to talk to any of them? Yeah, exactly. Them the like, oh, that would we had somebody's so cool. son reach out to us. So, like, we have this this is kind of like this the group and the podcast like it just takes on a life of its own and we're like oh my god now i'm like help <laughs> all this stuff to manage now like on top of the music but i love it so much i want to make sure it sustains because the the response to it is so overwhelming yeah that's awesome um all right we're closing in on the end and there's just going to be a few more <laughs> questions i have for you the f and this one um i'm trying to like i it just popped into my head 
Well, no, it's, I've, I've been kind of thinking about it, but I don't, we can edit it out because I don't know if there's a way to ask this without it being awkward, but. Cool. Oh, I'm so down. I might actually what, cough really quick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now it's all like what we do, like you guys make music, but you're not just musicians, like you're, you're podcasters now. And you're like kind of, you know, these amateur sleuthers, historians, um, you do a lot of stuff and I can, you know, just like I said, watching you guys just on Instagram and everything, like you are constantly on, on what I call the hustle. Like I'm constantly hustling too and in different ways. And are you both like, do you both have that like unstoppable ambitious coal in your chest or does one of you pulling the other one being like, Hey, let's get to work. <laughs> I'm I sure it fluctuates, but just like overall yeah. as, as a person, like you both started wanting. Can to I answer this? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. hear you. I want to hear your answer. Cause you're smirking. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm laughing because Jacqueline is pulling this <laughs> horse's cart, if you will. Um, and you it, know I wouldn't say that. When so. it comes to, uh, you know, well, like. I hate to put you on the spot. And if, if this is awkward no, or uncomfortable, I can, I can edit it out or whatever. I love it. Well, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that, um, you know, you have a passion for the idea of. Um, yes, of like je- like things existing like world building or galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, like this whole, even if somebody else says something to me, like I have to turn off, like I spent probably all of my twenties realizing that no one wanted me to actually take their shit seriously. Cause if you tell me a thing you want or you want to do, I'm like already making notes about how we're going to make it happen and who we need to call. Well, one of the so, reasons why I think I you, to, like, one of the reasons you know about you know, or brought up the, the shift, you know, you mentioned in like our, like what we're doing and our tastes and things like the, the reason why you know about, that is because of Jacqueline. Okay. 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 <laughs> you know, like, the, like that, oh, I, man. that That's idea, like, you know, the, 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 anything that you see or hear, you know, anything that exists out there of the galaxy electric, you know, Jacqueline was behind. It's my attempt to like take what's going on and like have it exist in a way that makes sense to the world, yeah, I guess. Totally. No, I totally get it. I, I feel like I feel I feel a lot of um, a lot of similarities with like personality type when it comes to this kind of thing. Like my mine, I I kind of wish I had a little bit more of um, your like. I feel like you can stay on one thing and like finish a thing. I'm I'm painting. I'm I'm making three albums at once, and I'm getting all these po- you know. And then pretty soon, nothing really is happening mm-hmm. other than the podcast, which is fine because I love doing it. But I do can. I I was just diagnosed with ADD actually, so I'm I'm kind of hopefully getting that. Yeah, I was gonna track. say this. This um, sounds like one of those like you are how you are, and that that way of doing things is actually serving you, if you see it that way. I'm I'm finding a way to to take the good and leave the leave the unproductive or or whatever. But also, it's not all about being productive. So yeah, I was gonna say like you have that enjoying that, myself and like what I see in him and why we're like still hooked to each other so intensely is because that like freedom to like be unproductive is I don't have it. That chip is missing in me right you know and my wife is a little like that like she she just got a new job i got it i'm so proud of her she's gonna work for the pacific science center at the butterfly greenhouse as the horticulturist yeah so she's gonna watch amazing yeah she's gonna watch uh what do they call it she's gonna watch chrysalis chrysalis 
peeping. She's gonna watch them come out daily and like bring them to this jungle that she's curating. But anyway, she's she's quit. She just she's uh, tomorrow's her last day at the city job, and then Monday is her new job. So she's using some of her sick time this week, and she's just like having a hard time like like doing nothing and relaxing. She's like, I got to keep telling myself like. This is my downtime. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes doing nothing is exactly what you need to do. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard for and your brain, your whole being is resisting it. It yeah, feels yeah. so long and confusing. Yeah, she feels almost <laughs> like she's she's like cheating at something or yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. Like the alarms go off in me that are like, this is something is not right. Something mm -hmm. you're supposed to be doing a bunch of things, and then you have to be like, you're correct. My to do <laughs> list is never ending, but that I am choosing. We are putting that on a shelf right now. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Override, override. <laughs> well, it sounds like you guys have a good uh, balance. I mean, obviously you have a good balance because you've been doing this for so long. Like you wouldn't be still I mean, music together. I've been in. That's probably true. Yeah. In the lifespan of your band, I've been in like seven bands. You know. Well, that's that's the key, right? <laughs> Is that like we also have been, you know, like we've also done lots of different projects. Well, I'm great at being a lazy bum musician, but like and... that. <laughs> so it works for you because you have a publicist, a manager, and a, you know, a PR person. And... <laughs> it's funny sometimes when we really She's break passionate. it down. But like that 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 ability of his to get completely absorbed and like focus and create or problem solve is something that he's able to then pull me into. Mm -hmm. I see. And then, yeah. and then I'm like, Oh, thank you. And then I'm there and I'm like, okay, this is where I really want to be. Yeah. At the risk of sounding like we're just putting Augustus or I'm just putting Augustus on the back shelf here. Like clearly you have a huge influence and you guys are finding ways to bring your I know, right? each other. Yeah, like exactly. That, that seems right. to be the picture that I'm picking up. So I am nothing, <laughs> but I am also everything. He's, um, yeah. He's literally like <laughs> making sure everything's working all the time. It's crazy. Everybody needs a maintenance man. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, I'm going to put you guys to the test here. Do you want to do a patch challenge? Not like not on the spot right now. Okay. No, no, no. I was like, uh, I don't even think no. anything's on, but okay. No, no, no. Actually, my suit <laughs> is on. Like... So incrimination. <laughs> I know, right? We, yeah. What I, what I do is I give an adjective and a noun pairing that is randomly generated off of my oh, sweet. handy dandy random generator. And then once we're done talking, you can take some time and, uh, you can have you know a week or so to work on it three to five minute piece of music based oh, wow. off of these but mm -hmm. also if you have too much stuff going on i'll just snip this part out and i'll play one of your tracks from your albums i like this because we're now on twitch just doing freestyle improv Ooh, if you want to incorporate that I that can, would be I'll, I'll like really say, hey, cool. they're going live with the, the patch challenge that you're going to hear them do later or something yeah yeah we can definitely something. cross shout out that situation because we're like basically trying to form what the F we do on Twitch because there isn't a formula mm -hmm. and that's why we love it. But it's also a little like disorienting. <laughs> so we were, we we're working on making our next album. So we're like, let's just go live while we're making it. People love watching process. Let's that's just, cool. I like you that know, idea. Yeah. we decided we were going to make it in the computer. I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> so we did that for like three weeks and we we're like, we hate this. 
Yeah. And we like just started improvising for sure. And, yeah. and then we were like, yeah, this is what we want to be doing. So then now well, we're, we're still using hardware, but now we're, we're, we're doing like, you know, a live performance more. Okay. So like a patch sound okay. is perfect because we're, we're asking people to give us like, give a word or phrase. Like we're at, you know, oh, cool. some sketch comedy thing. Well, <laughs> but I just, modular. I was, um, um, generating some and they were just too on the nose, <laughs> but this one came up and I feel like it's, it's, uh, I'm going to twist it to be pertinent to our conversation. And I think we all were given something from somewhere genetically from the universe, from our culture around us, but we were all given this drive to do what we're doing, right? This, this, this unquenchable thirst that we love, but kind of keeps us just like enthralled in it. And I think we could call that a dastardly gift. Ooh. That's a pretty fun pairing, right? That's really fun because, like, that's definitely not a word I'm using on the right? Yeah, I, yeah, dastardly. Which I is think. like, oh, I hear the music of dastardly for sure. Yeah. Do you guys like? I can generate another one, but if you no, like I love that, that one. No, actually, we accept. I'm, I think I'm one of the weirdos that I feel like I use that word sometimes in a sentence. You would. Yep. Yeah. I nice. So I'm into it. Yeah. I'm guessing you're gonna both start. You're gonna both be at a party in like a month, and one of you yep. are gonna say dastard, and you're gonna be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say the optimism that we'll be at a party. Like, yeah by the way i, I like appreciate if, that if you are throwing a party invite us we're bored yeah, you guys want to fly out to tacoma washington <laughs> yes yes we do we want oh to, man please you introduce come out. all your friends out. i know um, we're we have for a, a huge scene here and lots yeah. of live performance opportunities yeah we're definitely do for a little west coast travels it's been a minute yeah i mean we lived in la for a while and we used to you know make our way up pretty frequently um when okay. we were already on the west coast but you know being out here in the midwest get that you know midwest isolation yeah yeah um well let's just say we don't know how long we're gonna stop oh, sorry right you <laughs> <laughs> and your outro my bad i know thanks for uh letting us babble over your time i i love it and, and you know spontaneity we, we are we're literally just uh improving together right now right but you know, literally different tools uh and sometimes in improv we step on each other i do it all the time with sour so notes because so true i've been playing guitar for almost 30 years and i still don't really know what modes or scales or keys are so i just play everything by ear Sometimes that doesn't work. Um, yeah, well, thank you guys so much. This was a lot of fun. I feel like I have a better understanding of your the galaxy that you are building together. Um, but I feel like I have more that we could go into. So uh, let's keep in touch. I'm excited about your podcast. I'll put links in the show description for all your stuff. But if there is anything that you would like to scream from the modular mountaintops, I will give the last bit of the show to you. Oh, thank you so much for having us. Honestly, this was so fun. I feel like we could talk for a long time about yeah. for sure. We probably just want to, you know, probably shout out the Twitch because that's the new thing we're doing. And the more people join us and kind of add their energy to what we're doing, like the more cool it'll become. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's like a little party hangout space while we, you know, run around the studio. So it uh, hopefully will become an album, but we're also just having a lot of fun. So we definitely want to make sure people know about that. Yeah, yeah. That's where we're hanging out these days. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Thank you again. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Thanks.
That was Dastardly Gift from the Galaxy Electric. And that was our show. Thank you so much to Augustus and Jacqueline for coming on. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Patchworks Seattle. Visit them at patchworks.com, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com. Thank you to After Later Audio. Visit them at afterlateraudio.com. And, of course, thanks to Obsidian Sound. You need to get your album mastered. you got to get that thing mastered. Trust me. Slapping an L1 Ultra Maximizer limiter on your master track, that's, that's, that doesn't cut it. Um, yeah. If you'd like to help support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash modcast. If you have some ideas for what would get you over that finish line as far as, like, uh, you know, benefits or, 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 you know, whatever they call those incentives morphogene reels sample packs um bonus episodes i don't know i've, I've tried a bunch of stuff and I, I don't know what works so i need to hear from you what's it gonna take for the cost of a cup of coffee a month you get over four hours close to probably six hours of amazing modular content um that's all i got <laughs> i don't have the energy to uh to do anything else today I love y'all. Thanks for coming to the show. This week's 
um, uh, bonus word or, or secret hidden word for the, the, the people who listen all the way to the end um, to, to comment on the Instagram post shockwave I have a Panasonic shockwave cassette player Walkman thing on my uh, on my desk and that's that's what word I saw shockwave until next week.